On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Connor Kern from Local Laundry. Uh, Really nice to chat with a fellow Canadian uh, who is doing absolutely incredible things out in Calgary. Really, really cool and very close to my heart, you know, creating everything in Canada, including their fabric, dyeing, all of that. Uh, And it was really, really cool to hear about how uh, he was able to accomplish that and how that's really propelled their business. They did some things uh, to grow that I never even thought of. And I think you guys are really going to get a lot out of this one. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West back here with Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I, I don't know if I've ever actually started this out like this before. I'm, I'm trying some new things, you know. Um, I feel like there's lots of changes out there right now. So, you know, we're going to try some new things. Speaking of new things, I have Connor Curran all the way from Calgary, Alberta and uh, local laundry. Connor, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Man, thanks so much for having me here. Really, really excited. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. For people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Connor Kern. I'm one of the co-owners or chief laundry folder over at Local Laundry. And Local Laundry, we're all about Canadian-made garments for social good. We're on a mission to donate a million dollars to local charities by 2030. And and by doing so, by providing Canadians and Canadian organizations with a better Canadian-made garment. That's awesome. As somebody who also makes lots and lots of Canadian made garments, I applaud you. I think that it's wonderful. What made you want to do that? Was it just like a marketing play? Was it actually something that you, you know, felt strongly about? Can, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, we weren't always Canadian made. So we started local laundry back in 2015. And, and I should, I should preface by saying, you know, I had no business getting into the e-commerce space, no business starting a clothing company. Didn't know the first thing about fashion, clothing, how to build a website, nothing. I just kind of Googled my wave, watched YouTube videos and, and figured it all out. And we, we kind of gained some momentum. And then probably about two years into it, we started to get a hard look at ourselves. People say, you guys are called local laundry. Why is your stuff made everywhere else, but locally, you know, mm. our hats are coming from China, sweaters from Bangladesh, shirts from Mexico. And we had a good hard look and said, you know what? Why is this the norm? Why isn't Canadian manufacturing the norm? And we did some research and some of the research search was quite shocking. You know, just a brief little glimpse on Stats Canada will tell you that prior to 1989, 70% of all clothing bought and sold in this country was made here in Canada. Wow, 70%. 70%. I mean, go in your parents' closet, go in your grandparents' closet, find the t-shirts, the sweaters, the suits, the boots. I guarantee you, all of it's going to be made here in Canada. But then yeah. now you fast forward to 2015, that same stat, right, is down to 4.8% of all oh, clothing bought and sold down. in Canada made here in Canada. And that was shocking to us. So we started to do some research into why, right? And it's it's a number of things, but the number one thing is is the the cost of labor. You know, manufacturers across the world, 
roughly pay the same price for materials. They roughly have the same process, but the one key differentiator is, is labor. So we really felt like in order to make a quality product, you know, a garment that's going to last, but also to differentiate ourselves from the thousands of other people that started clothing companies, including the big guys and the little guys, we need to do something different. And we felt that making a garment entirely, and I mean entirely dyed, knitted, mill, cut, sewn, printed here in Canada was going to be a big differentiator for us and provide value for not only consumers, but organizations as well that want to source their garments more sustainably as well. Why does it matter? Like, what, <laughs> like, like what, what does that actually do for the economy, right? Yeah. Like, comparatively, well, or, or why, why does it matter to you? It matters on three reasons, right? A, I think on a quality product perspective, I was tired of cheap garments that you would get from who knows where, whether it's, you know, a volunteer shirt that your boss gave you for the organization or, you know, the buy five shirts for $10 at the at the mall. And I was tired of those, those shirts that would just disintegrate in, yeah. after two washes. Literally, or organizations giving these shirts to people and then people throwing them in their pajama pile, you know, Uh, us tired of companies making pajamas for their employees. And so, so the quality is the first thing that matters, right? And the reason the quality matters is because you're going to have a garment that lasts a much longer time. You know, one of my favorite, my wife's favorite sweater in the entire world is, you know, a, a sweater that was her dad's from like the seventies back when everything was made in Canada. She goes home, she puts on that sweater. It's lasted. There's no holes in it. It's still quality. It fits. And it's her favorite thing in the world. And I thought that kind of really inspired me. Why can't we make generational garments that you hand down from one generation to the next? So you can't do that unless you make quality. So quality is the first one. The second one that you pointed out is the economic impact, right? We want to help create a diversified Canadian economy. When you support Canadian made I don't care Canadian garments, Canadian products in general, craft beer, food, Canadian restaurants, like you name it. You're supporting your neighbors, right? You're supporting Canadian small businesses, not only the business themselves that you're directly supporting, but the Canadian supply chains as well. So you're having a direct economic impact. You're voting with your wallet on what kind of country you want our country to be. And whether that's, it's the same, whether you're in the States, Canada, Europe, wherever, you know, by supporting your support, by supporting Canadian made or locally made, you're supporting a diverse economy, both on a local and national scale. So that's the economic side of things. And, and for every, you know, there's tons of research that for every dollar, that goes back in the local economy. Three get, comes back out in economic activity. You know, you can start to see that as well. Our entire yeah. supply chains here. And then the third is the environmental aspects, right? You know, before when our hats come from China, sweaters from Bangladesh, teachers from Mexico, you had all these manufacturers that were sourcing all their, their materials from different places. And then they were shipping them all over the world to us here. Now we've shrunk our carbon footprint immensely by having and bringing all with that within Canada, right? Yeah. So that you're going to have a longer lasting effect on the environment. But not only because you reduce your carbon footprint but because Canadian manufacturers are held to strict Canadian environmental laws, totally. right? Which is you like way, just... <laughs> way more than anywhere. <laughs> right. The, uh, the traditional Canadian dye house to dye a garment uses a third of the water that other dye houses use, you know, internationally. Right. And that's wow. because they're held to such strict environmental regulations. Right. So that's the three. So quality, economic environment. That's the yeah. reason. Why. Yeah, totally. I think one of the things just to step in as well, um, why we love manufacturing in Canada is the turnaround times. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, that's, like, yeah, you can't compete with that. Yeah, totally. So even on like an environmental standpoint, we have way less waste because we have such quick turnaround times for items that sell out, right? Compared to when you're manufacturing overseas. Also that relationship fact, you could call up your manufacturer, you know, especially if they're local, you go screw call them, you go visit them and, and actually oh, have yeah. a relationship. And if there's an issue, if there's a problem, you know, you can talk it over, right? And you know, there's that relationship aspect that you just don't have with overseas manufacturers. Absolutely. It's not always just about trying to cut as many costs as you can, right? 
right? That's not what it comes down no, to. No, because it's more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it's just going to cost you in different ways, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So like the cost of our garments went through the roof when we switched and we were terrified. We were so afraid. We thought we we're going to be laughed at. You know, we started charging $80 a sweater instead of 60 and we thought our customers would all run away in fear. It was the opposite. We got more customers and we swapped our customers for, you know, a customer that supported us more, that engaged us more, that under that shared our same values, right? Yeah. So a lot of people that are afraid to switch manufacturers purely based on price, I'm telling you, it'll be far better for the long term. And now you, when we're looking at competitors in the competitive landscape, we're not competing against the big guys. We're not competing against the, the large international brands. We're not, And we've differentiated ourselves so much that we're only competing with other Canadian manufacturers. And th- that's the kind of competition I like because we're all there to help each other, right? And we're all trying to do, we all share the same values. So I wouldn't even call them competitors, you know, but it, it just goes from a race to the bottom in price, trying to make the cheapest garment possible to now actually building a company that stands for something. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you built the company because there's some interesting things that you've done. It's not all just been direct to consumer. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, last year, so it, it, it's a number of things, right? So we started out as an e-commerce company. I started the company while I was studying uh, for my MBA in Sweden and okay. traditional e-commerce dropshipping, you know, I Google search how to make a t-shirt company, watch a YouTube video, and I was utilizing dropshipping from the Printful. So I was in Sweden the shirts were getting manufactured in LA and they were getting shipped to Calgary, right? So really kind of a, a global thing. Then I moved back to Canada after completing my MBA and then retail partners started to approach us, right? So then we kind of converted, you know, our e-commerce, you know, we started to focus our time and energy on getting into more retail outlets, right? That's that's the traditional way to grow a, a clothing company, right? Get into as many stores as possible. So we were in about 25, 30 stores across Canada, you know, Sporting Life, Marks, all the airport stores, like you name it, a bunch of independents. But yeah. then, and little thing called the pandemic came and knocked on our door, right? Retailers shut down, right? Not taking any more orders. So then what do you do? Then we get, so you kind of had, we took a look at how we're set up, our brand values, you know, our Canadian supply chain. Again, going back to that quick turnaround times, Canadian manufacturers, right? You don't have to worry about, you know, a global supply chain. And we were able, what we discovered is there was a big opportunity to work with companies and organizations that want to support local, that want to source more sustainably and responsibly. So now what we do is we create custom garment programs and marketing campaigns and charitable campaigns to help share these companies' stories of those that want to create cool, unique custom garments that their employees actually want to wear. Are you able to talk about one of them? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we've worked with organizations like the Calgary Flames, CBC, uh, Ubisoft. Uh, our biggest one to date was probably uh, Shock communications you know they launched uh, um they launched a new division last summer and we produced garments for over six thousand of their employees across wow. canada but not only that i mean none of them, no one's working in the offices so we were able to ship you know a good majority of these these garments to people working from home right so we create a little bit of an unboxing experience and, and that kind of thing and they said they wanted not only do they want t-shirts and hats they wanted fanny packs we didn't make fanny packs at the time, but we had our barren value that we had to make in Canada. So we went and found a fanny pack manufacturer and they in like, Canada. Oh, made in Canada. They're like, we used to wow. make these in the eighties. And so they dusted off the old pattern and we brought the Canadian made fanny pack back. Wow. That is <laughs> awesome. Let's talk marketing. What are you guys seeing? What's working for you guys right now? Marketing wise, marketing wise, our strategy and philosophy marketing wise has always been authenticity and genuine relationship building. Right. So we, you know, collaborations and partnerships have been the key to our success when it comes to marketing. 
right? We would go out and find people that shared our same brand values, do a charitable campaign, do a shared photo shoot, a guest blog, a podcast, you know, you, you name it, find ways that we could help share each other's stories together, right? And this could be, they could be breweries, you know, bakeries, other small businesses. We partner with other clothing companies, musicians, artists, athletes, you name it. As long as they had that same shared value of our social beliefs, wanting to build community, that's how we do the majority of our marketing is collaborationships. <laughs> collaborationships. There's a new word. Collaborationships. Collaborations and partnerships. That's and I, and I find that's what's always going to be key, right? You know, because platforms can come and go, but relationships, you know, if tended to properly, are, are forever, right? And then of Absolutely. course, we're, right? and and you're leveraging each other's audiences too, right? Which is what what I think is incredible is that you know they have their own audience, and so you get that halo effect, and then they get your halo effect, and it just works so well. I love I love partnerships so much between different brands. And it's authentic, right? Because because people can see, you know, people aren't silly. They, they can cut through the BS pretty quickly. But if they see the genuine partnership, especially around a charitable campaign, those have always been the most successful, especially when you're raising money for a good cause. And then you bring, you get the halo effect from the charity as well. You get them to help promote it. It can be pretty far and and, and all organically too. So that's, that's how we've always kind of grown our marketing. Awesome. If you could go back to 2015 or 2016 and look forward and know everything you know now, what would you change? It's, I get to ask this question all the time. And I guess I'm one of the, the terrified time travelers that probably wouldn't time travel and go back and change anything because I'd be worried I wouldn't be end up where we are right now. We're in such good space, you know, both me personally, where I'm at with the business on a personal level, but also on the business level. I don't know if I'd go back and change anything. We certainly made a lot of mistakes. Uh, certainly messed up a lot of things, but every single one of those, those mistakes we've learned so much from, you know, and, and that's yeah. really made us who we are. I don't think I would change anything. You know, if anything, maybe I'd switch to Canadian manufacturing a little bit sooner and really capitalize on that. But I'm so happy with all the mistakes that we've made because they've, they've led us to where we are now. <laughs> so, and, and I, oh, well, sorry. I think that's the other important thing for, for entrepreneurs to know and other business people is, is to kind of embrace it and don't focus on what, what we could change it. I think that my biggest struggle is comparing myself to other entrepreneurs. Mm. And we, we see that all the time in social media, such and such just raised a billion dollars, you know, such and such, you know, they got 400,000 followers. I think I'm going to maybe change what, what my answer. I would compare myself less to other brands and other companies and where they're at because we're all on our own journey. And now I'm in a good place where I, I don't do that as much. But at the start, I mean, you're, you're looking at like, man, this guy two years younger than me, he's flying on helicopters with supermodels. Why aren't I doing that? You know, and it can be such toxic thing to really kind of let in. And so mm. I always just kind of urge, you know, entrepreneurs like stay off you know, your personal social media and stop, you know, and if you are like, don't follow other brands because I'll look at another brand. I'll look at a brand that started up yesterday and I'll be so envious of them for so many reasons, you know? Oh, their colors are cooler. Their designs are better. You know, the the their owner's beard is 10 times better than my beard. You know, well, like I mean, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> the silliest things, man. And it's just, you're, then it's just, you're against yourself. You're getting in your own way. Get out of your own way. Don't focus on anyone else but yourself and just know that things take time. We'll all get to where we need to go in the end. Absolutely. That's great advice. I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling, I'm, I'm telling you, is, is going back to those real authentic partnerships. That's my business partner and I, Dustin Pays, we kind of looked at, at ourselves and said, what are we good at? Right. We're not good at, I don't even think we're good at marketing. I don't think we're not designing. 
planners. We're not accountants. We're not finance guys. What are we good at? And the thing that we're good at, the, the key to our success for when we scaled is, uh, is relationships, right? Mm. We value every single relationship, whether that's a customer, a supplier, you know, an influencer, uh, a partner, and you can't scale without relationships, right? And little tiny things like our manufacturer, we're one of the smallest clients, but I make sure we're their favorite clients. We mm. know where their fi- favorite clients by the simplest things they say, they tell us we're their favorite because they say we're their only client that says, thank you. Mm. You believe that a little thank you. And we've, we get whatever we want because even though we're the smallest, we're their favorite because we're the only ones that say, thank you. Isn't and that how- incredible how easy that is? <laughs> like it's no. so easy. And, and you can take that up a level to ask when you meet someone new as supplier, partner, our lawyer, our account, I know all their birthdays, right? Just pop me wow. your account. When's your birthday? And then, you know, birthday comes up send them a little birthday gift, right? Even just a little birthday message. Who doesn't like to say someone, you know, yeah. a little happy birthday. And you'd be, shocked, you'd be shocked at how far people will go for you when they know that you care as much about them as they do about you. And that's how you scale, right? Now that's the Heidi tidy floofy, you know, but that's what we believe personally. But another thing that's really helped us scale, really lock down the foundations of your business, right? And those foundations, you know, are, are people, cash, management, execution, uh, no strategy and execution, right? If you don't have those foundations locked in, you're never going to be able to scale, right? Mm. If you don't have your base, basic, you know, cash flow analysis, you know, yeah. figured out, right? Your basic forecasting, how, how are you expected to scale? And that was something we didn't have for a long time, right? Mm. We're still learning how to do that. And so now as we're, we're growing and scaling business that you have to have those business fundamentals. And if you're not good at it, that's fine. I'm not very good at it. I have an MBA and a business degree and I'm still not good at that stuff, right? <laughs> totally. you, but find someone, right? Find someone or educate yourself or, you know, you have to get those fundamentals. So relationships and business fundamentals, secret scaling. Love it. Love it. That's great. <laughs> uh, I got three more questions for you. Keep them coming. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Man, I thought about this one. This this was probably the hardest question I, because <laughs> I was thinking about, we use so many tools. So as you can tell, I'm working from my home. We don't own our own manufacturing. We don't own our own warehouse, you know? So communications is everything to me, yeah. right? I, I've actually loved the, all things going on with the pandemic. I've actually loved working, you know, not meeting face-to-face because I find myself so much more done. I can get so much done. So our favorite tools are definitely, you got to have Slack, you know, in order to communicate. Yeah. Got to have Slack, but so we have it with our team. We also have have it with our, our manufacturing partners, with our accountant, you know, we have all these different channels. I also run a business book club through our, our Slack channel, oh, you know, nice. so we're able to like connect with other entrepreneurs and build a community. Like Slack is definitely, definitely a must have, must, must have. The second one that I love also on the key communications, I've been using this new email tool called Superhuman. Oh yes. Yes. I've heard all about superhuman. Like, look, I'll tell you, it's overpriced for what it is. It's like 30 bucks US a month. Uh, it's but I used to get so much anxiety and stress over emails. It used to take me forever to do emails. Now, the way that's set up, it just like focuses me. It's all about shortcuts on your keyboard. I breeze through emails and they like gamify it so that you actually like are having fun getting to inbox zero. So really those, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dev- and, and then the other thing I wanted to mention on the tool side of things, go through your list of tools. And what I've found in this year, this big learning lesson for 2021 is reach out to those tools, those companies and find ways to partner with them. Right. So little things. So I reached out to UPS, right. Say, Hey, we're local laundry. 
been using you guys for forever since day one. You guys stayed us through the pandemic. Love to collaborate. Uh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Let's do a, a feature video on you. So they they probably they spent thousands and thousands of dollars creating this feature video on us that they then blasted everywhere. Oh, right? I see. I see. So so you contact the tools that you use. Yes, tools and oh, services. Oh, that is Connor. That is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I yeah. I love that idea so much. Yeah, and so I've done it. I've done it with QuickBooks. So same thing. Reached out. Hey, we've been using QuickBooks since uh, since day one. You guys have really helped us grow our business. Would love to collaborate. We did, uh, you know, shirts for their town hall. They did a feature on us. You know, and then same same thing with Sezzle, right? We have a mutual friend, Patrick Chan. We use them. That's right. Um, That's how we got connected. We use them as our buy now, pay later app, and just said, hey, love what you guys do. We've been using your product, uh, you know, your your service, your tool. Uh, let's collaborate together. You know, because who. If you're a, if you are a tool company or a service, like who doesn't want to hear from their customers about how much they they, they love? I even went to the the Canadian Internet Registry Authority, CIRA, right? Yeah. Our, our, our yeah, .ca. Yeah. Same thing. I reached out to their uh, CEO on LinkedIn. Now you know I, I got interviewed. We got featured on the newsletter. Did an interview at their channel. Now we're going to make some CIRA garments, right? So oh, that's such a good idea. I, yes. I always think I'm smart until I interview people <laughs> like you. But they're there to help. They want to, they want to help. You just have to ask. Oh, you're doing them a favor. You're really yeah. doing them a favor because they want to c- continually be pumping out content. Right. And not only that, but if they want to make shirts, why wouldn't they use one of their clients? To- totally. Makes it was so much. Oh, that's right. Set, I, that's, I remember now seeing the email from Cecil about that. Yeah. It was so weird. I sent a QuickBooks invoice to QuickBooks. And they paid it. Like that was, that to me was so mind boggling. <laughs> like I felt wrong doing it, but uh, yeah. So that, that was one of the things when you asked about your favorite app or tool, I, I wanted to kind of get that message across. Oh, that's incredible. That's like the highlight of this conversation for me. I, I oh. think that that's incredible. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's really what, what we were talking about today, right? Is, yeah. is finding partners and helping each other out in win-win scenarios, right? Win-win that's scenarios. What, yeah. It's yeah. everyone, you're helping everyone out. Everyone wins. Everyone's happy. And then, and then you're building, deepening that relationship further. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Two more questions for you. Favorite yeah. podcast or audiobook? <laughs> so, you know, as I mentioned, we started a business book club and every month we read a different business book and I, I listen to them all audially. But the one that's definitely changed our lives is the E-Myth revisited mm. by Michael Gerber. Simple book. You crush it in a day or two, you know, yeah. either listening or, or reading. And it just teaches you how to work. The simple messages work on your business, not in your business. Yeah. Right? I think it's so important for small business owners, right? Build the business, and especially even when you're scaling, right? Build the business as if you're going to franchise it and someone's just going to come in and replace you, right? So you can actually start to work less. That's one I recommend. And it's so, so life-changing. Yeah. Um, so it's such a foundational book, right? Like yeah. it's any, any entrepreneur who would come to me be like, what do I have to read? That would be like one of the first. Yeah, it was life changing, you know. And then, and then there's there's so many. The one that really got us all started was the you know four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That was like the the Bible when we were all like fresh out of university and wanted to create a, a business like that. But then if you're in the retail space, I highly recommend Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the Nike story. You want to talk about slow growth? Like man, that that's an incredible book. And then going back to that that business fundamentals, those foundations, highly recommend everyone read Profit First. Another another really good way to to kind of grow the business in a sustainable way and make sure that you're getting paid and you're not worried about your bank account. Yeah. We've got the same taste in books. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some Canadian made beer maybe with them, or maybe some Canadian made wine, uh, who would it be? Yeah, that's a, uh, it's, it, it's a great question. I think about this all the time. Honestly, I would love to sit down with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 
to me, that man is the epitome of success. You cannot yeah, tell me that incredible. there's anyone anyone more successful an immigrant you know my parents immigrated to this country he immigrated to this country he was a millionaire by 21 out of a construction company mr universe then became an action movie star then became the governor of california you know there's no no one that exudes discipline and just like self-actualization in in, in success because again i think so much of our our own you know we get in our own way our own mistakes i don't you know he's not perfect by any means but no one i think is more inspirational than, than mr schwarzenegger so if i could sit down with anyone i would just you know, sit down with him, pick his brain, you know, success of life. Um, because that guy has won it all. <laughs> I have never had that answer on here before. And that's I know, a great it's, answer. It, it's a bit of a lame answer. I know everyone would love to sit down like Elon Musk or Michael Jordan or, but it's just like, you find me a person that has become more successful than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, uh, you know. And, and it, quite impactful too, right? Like, I mean, he's making waves again right now in California, whether you like, like it or not. But um, I, if you're ever yeah. feeling down, just look up like Arnold Schwarzenegger motivational speech. I used to work out to it all the time. It's just like, it just talks. He's got so funny. He's like, you got got a lot of success with your hands in the pockets. And it's like, you're right, Arnie. I can't. <laughs> you're right. I got to get my hands out of my pockets, Arnie. <laughs> you know? So I just, uh, I, uh, yeah, I love him. Uh, this was a great talk. Thank you so much. Where can people find out more about you and more about Local Laundry? Definitely check uh, locallaundry.ca, all our social at uh, at Local Laundry. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for some quality Canadian made garments for either you or your company, uh, yeah, feel free to fire us, uh, fire us a message at info at locallaundry.ca. Awesome, awesome. You know what? We're going to start sending people your way because people ask us all the time to do custom for them <laughs> and we just don't do it. And so now we know where to send people. I'll tell you that you, you got to start doing it. We started turning, we... That's how we got into it. We were turning away people who were saying, no, we don't do because we don't do. And we looked, we're like, I think we're turning away a lot of money. And then, so tell you, you might want to rethink that customs where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> We've got too many, too many businesses. To, I don't know. To I think know. About. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been a lot of fun. I, uh, I yes. really, really appreciate it. It's been an honor to be, uh, you know, one of your many, uh, many guests and, and just be included in the same, same category as, as all of them. It's, uh, you're, to you're totally on the same level, Connor. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.